Hello and welcome to the next edition of Business Matters Podcast. I'm Richard Alvin, the Managing Editor. With me today is Founder and Chairman of Pimlico Plumbers, Charlie Mullins, OBE. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Richard. Uh, thanks very much for having us on uh, Business Matters. It's always a privilege to be here and hopefully uh, can give some good views and some good advice out. Excellent, Charlie. Thanks for that. Um, so how has everything been for you and your business since uh, mid-March? Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure as you're aware, like most businesses, it's been a, an unbelievable testing time. Um, you know, I think that um, we've worked our way through it. You know, I've had staff and, and, and some of our engineers that have continued to work through the crisis. And um, I think that's the best thing we could have done is to work through it. And I'm just so pleased the way that, you know, some of our members of staff and team of, of works and, and, and kept the business going. And I think, you know, that was the best thing we could have done. So absolutely delighted that we've got through it. Um, slightly sort of controversial point straight off the bat, but uh, when you say your team, um, obviously you, uh, and it's been quite publicly uh, known that, that you work on a slightly different business model in so much as all of your engineers are actually self-employed working under the Pimlico umbrella. Do you actually think that working on that business model is actually the, the reason why some of your team have actually come back and started working pretty much as soon as it's safe to do so, as opposed to utilising the sort of government furlough scheme that, that uh, the Chancellor's brought in and just staying at home, uh, you know, watching daytime soaps or whatever on 80% salary? Yeah, look, uh, undoubtedly, I mean, you know, the fact that... Um, our engineers are self-employed. Um, you know, the reason of being self-employed is that they can earn more money. They've got more sort of incentive to want to go to work um, and, and, and the more need to, to want to go to work. So, you know, I, I think it's been a winner for us, the fact that they are self-employed because, you know, they was very quick in wanting to get back to work and, and have been very helpful and very quick in, in actually doing longer hours at the moment. Um, but on saying that, you know, all our office staff are, are on PAYE and we've had quite a few members of them have, that have come through. Um, but, you know, I think the Chancellor said a few weeks ago that he doesn't think anybody wants to be on furlough. Well, Chancellor's got it wrong. There's lots of people that are enjoying it. Lots of people want to be on it and people will actually stay on it if you're going to pay for them not to come to work. So um, the fact that, you know, air engineers uh, are self-employed has really proven a, a point that we've managed to work through this crisis. And also that, that's actually facilitated the fact that I know you regard yourself as, you know, in inverted commas, the fourth emergency service, because you've actually been able to, you know, through your engineers, actually help uh, you know, nurses and key workers actually with their plumbing um, and household issues, uh, you know, in this, during this time of crisis. Yeah, well, you, you, you know, it's been, you know, there's a lot of key workers out there, so we offered the a service to key workers where we wouldn't charge for emergency work and also give them a 20% discount if it went into further works. And it's been so gratefully received. You know, many, many nurses have used us where they've come home from work and a shower don't work. And, you know, to go out and not charge them, I think it's made us as a company certainly feel a lot better. And certainly some of the engineers, you know, I said to our engineers, I'll pay you guys if you want to charge us. But most of them are not bothered to charge at all. So it's really been nice to be able to put something back and, you know, sort of help the people that are helping us in this crisis. So I'm, I'm so, honestly, I'm so pleased with a team, I'm so pleased that we've worked our way through it and I'm so pleased that we've helped many, many key workers out in, in these terrible times. 
Yeah, that's absolutely great, Charlie. Thanks. And, and uh, I'm sure I speak for everyone to uh, thank you and your team for, for doing that. Um, yeah, well, as I say, I applaud my team for doing it. And, and I, I'm so, you know, grateful that we can sort of do something to help. Would it be safe to say that to a degree, um, you know, plumbing and, uh, and being on the tools, as they, they would say in the old days, uh, is almost recession proof? Uh, you know, obviously, we've had many recessions along the way. Um, have you been able to broadly um, sort of uh, weather, weather most recessions? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we had a bad recession in the early 90s, and I have to be honest, it nearly took the business out, but we re-sort re of um, banked everything and, and, you know, come out in a, in a different way of doing it. And, you know, um, if I'm being honest, I'd probably say we are recession-proof, but, you know, I'm not going to say that we're sort of virus-proof or coronavirus-proof. It's been a tough time, and... Um, you know, fortunately, the government allowed us to work. They, they put us down as um, a sort of essential workers. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've obviously made sure that all their staff or, or, and engineers are geared up with gloves, masks, sanitising. In the office now, we've, we've got, fortunately, we've got big offices and we've managed to keep the two metres apart in our canteen. You know, we've, we've, we've only got two chairs per table. So... You know, we've actually, you know, had to work along with what the government um, bylaws are. And, and again, I'm just so grateful that we managed to do it. Given that, that sort of recession in the 90s, um, is there any sort of advice that you can take from that period of time um, and actually utilise now and obviously offer that advice out to, to our listeners um, as to, you know, one of the ways that you're able to survive then and, and, and you and they can survive now? Yeah, um, undoubtedly, you know, um, I think what I picked up in, in, in certainly in the 90s was that, you know, if, if, you, if you haven't got it right, then you need to change things. You know, if things are not looking good or you're getting yourself in debt or you're not getting enough work, you've got to change things. You've got to be very open to change things. And we completely changed their model. You mentioned self-employed. We went for that. We, we changed their payment terms. Everything now is payment on completion. And I, I believe if we did it, we wouldn't be around today. We wouldn't be the company we are today if we didn't make changes. So from any business point of view, you know, you haven't necessarily got to follow the guidelines of what's out there. You've got, to, you've got to tailor your business for your customer and what suits you. And you can't be afraid to make changes. Talking about changes, Charlie, I'm sure that you've got an opinion um, on uh, Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan's latest changes in the congestion charge. Uh, that must pretty much affect your business uh, quite substantially. Um, it seems to, to me, anyway, a, a bit madness. At a time when, uh, you know, the Prime Minister, all the health warnings are, please don't use public transport, please use your car as much as possible, or, or, or bikes, etc., which obviously you can't do for a longer journey. So more people are going to be driving into to the capital, uh, to, you know, if they need to work. Um, but the Chancellor, or so the, the Mayor, has, has increased both the cost and the window for uh, the congestion charge. Well, look, I mean, it, it, it's as mad as you can be. You know, it shows that he's obviously got no business sense whatsoever. He's kicking people when they're down. I mean, you should be incentivising businesses, not penalising them, you know. And, and, and not only that, from an health and safety point of view, there's no safer way at the moment than to come in on a vehicle but he's saying to people, you know, increase it by a third. Absolute madness. 
I mean, I have to say, it, it proves to me that that man should not be in a position that he's in. I mean, absolutely madness, the, the, what's happened at the moment. And to, you know, he, he's trying to make out that um, it'll help the roads and it'll help pollution. I mean, I have to say, it's a load of bollocks. Um, it will actually make it worse because we have a lot of engineers that are on different shifts, so they avoid the congestion, and a lot of other workers do the same, you know. But now he's saying it's seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., absolutely bonkers. It will actually give us more congestion out there. It will give us um, the actual environment will be worse off for it. Traffic jams will be worse. It closing roads left, right and centre. I mean, this man needs to come out of office quickly, honestly. He's anybody that... Like most businesses have struggled with this uh, coronavirus and lockdown, and some of them was just about going to scrape through. That now is 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 the the final one, the straw to break the donkey's back. There's no way all businesses are now going to survive. Now he's added this extra charge, and if he, he doesn't realise it, but he's going to actually bring in less money because there will be so many businesses that will now not operate in London or tradesmen or different people come into London at this crazy additional charge. I mean, the man, honestly, hasn't got an ounce of business sense. Uh, he absolutely, I mean, it, 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 put it like this, you know, I wouldn't put him in charge of a broom on Pimlico Plumbers, you know, to, to come out with that. And, and you know, of course it's going to affect their bottom line, but let's not kid anybody, you know, we, we all know that you have to build that in with your hourly charges. So who suffers? The general public suffer. Absolutely madness. The worst thing you can do is to penalise a business in times like this. You know, honestly, I can't, you know, I, I just cannot. I think it's the most stupid decision he's probably made in all the time he's been there. You know, and then he blames the government. I mean, you know, this ain't about bringing money in for him. This is a, this is a political thing that, that he's done. They're, they're like, you know, man and wife sort of arguing in, in the government. Absolutely crazy. It sounds like you're, you're writing the manifesto to, uh, to, to, to potentially stand against him. I know you were, you were thinking about doing that a little while ago. That's right. To be honest, you know, I, I think maybe I wish I would have hung in there now because, um, you know, he, he's not going to take a lot to beat anybody with a bit of common sense and a business brain and knows and understands Londoners is, is you know, is going to overtake this guy. But, you know, I, I pulled out on the basis that, you know, we, we um, decided to Brexit and I just didn't feel that, you know, it's going to work, you know, having, having a, a mayor of London and um, with the government of, you know, in opposite directions about the Brexit, you know. So that was my view on it. I, and, and I don't think it should be that way. You know, I think whoever becomes a mayor, I, I think, needs to be supporting and backing the government on the Brexit. And that's something I don't feel I, I would ever be in a position to do. But on saying that, um, you know, this man is, is ruining London, he's ruining the economy, he's ruining businesses, and uh, he just should not be in that position to do that. Whilst uh, we're talking about Brexit, Charlie, I mean, obviously you were quite vociferous, and uh, I know you uh, financially backed and worked with Gina Miller um, on, uh, and you were, uh, on the sort of uh, Brexit question mark. Uh, you know, we fully expected 2020 to be full of uh, the Brexit debate. Um, you know, where are you on that at the moment? Um, you know, the Prime Minister seems to be... Yeah, well, I don't believe we're leaving January. I think we've been offered a two-year extension and we would be mad not to accept that, you know. Um, 
we, we, why do we need this struggle and battle with uh, what Brexit is going to, um, you know, give the economy on top of the situation we have? So I'm pretty sure that, you know, the government will see that and, and you know, we take a breather from it. We, we, you know, we don't need, um, you know, more damaging impacts on the economy uh, as we already have. You know, it's going to be a struggle to get the economy back on track. And, uh, you know, I don't believe that we will leave in January. Um, I think it would be madness if we, if we do. And the fact they're offering us two years, um, you know, I think you've got to take that. You know, from an from a economy point of view, it's a must that we don't leave in January. Talking about uh, the, the economy um, and, you know, some of our readers and, uh, and I know the CBI are reporting that uh, many companies are now cancelling their apprenticeship schemes. Um, I know that you're a big uh, supporter of apprenticeships. Uh, I'm assuming you're thinking that's a bad move um, and that you might even, in fact, be increasing your, your apprenticeships you'll be taking on. Yeah, well, look, you know, I'm a great believer of apprenticeships. And I think it's an opportunity for youngsters to get into the workplace to make something of their self. Um, you know, I think it's unfortunate that if businesses are cutting back on it. Um, I think, uh, you know, I've always said this, that I think it's something should that the government should implement and actually pay for apprentices. You know, I feel they're the future of, of many, many businesses in London. So I, I don't believe that we should be cutting back on that. And, you know, the way this um, virus is going to change the business world, then we need to be re-looking at things and, and, and re-understanding about getting people in the workplace. Because unfortunately, you know, I see people now retiring earlier. I see a lot of people out of work. Uh, and I see a lot of people not being able to go back to work um, since this situation. There are many, many businesses out there that have struggled. Unbelievable. I mean, I was talking to a, uh, a local business in London that at the moment have been delivering us food for our uh, staff because um, we closed their, their sort of kitchen and canteen. And um, if I can just add that, we, we laid on free food for our staff. We laid on parking for them. We give them a £20 a day bonus extra, all food and drink. And that, I thought, was a great incentive to get people into work. And it's been so appreciated. Anyhow, this local business guy was telling me that his turnover of, of delivering this food was a million pounds a month. It's gone down to a £100,000 a month. And he tells me that when furlough finishes, he will have to put off 120 people. So that's how bad things are, you know, in business at the moment up here. Yeah, it, it, it's not good. Um, and, you know, it's potentially, you know, getting on the tools, as, as they would call it in the old days, you know, plumbing and electrical, uh, electricians and stuff like that. You know, could that be a possible entry route back into employment for people that have actually been laid off from a desk job? Yeah, it could be. You know, the opportunities are there. You know, um, I've always said that, you know, if you've got a trade, and certainly if you've done an apprenticeship, you know, you'll never be out of work and, and you'll earn loads of money. And, you know, I believe the demand for more and more skilled workers is still going to be there, you know, and, and maybe many people will want to retrain or, or start their own business up. You know, probably of any time of, of me being in business, the, the most real time that I... I I probably feel that, thank God I've got my own business, is now. Because, you know, to have to be furloughed or not being able to work at the moment would be pretty disastrous, you know. So to have your own business, 
you, you, you tend to have a bit more drive, a bit more go about you, a bit more like I want to succeed. And, you know, I'm so grateful now that I have my own business and it's still a successful business in these terrible times. Sean, if I turn you into Mystic Meg for 30 seconds, um, how do you actually see the next sort of six months actually panning out as we end 2020 and move into 2021? It's going to be incredibly tough. And, and as I said, I think many, many businesses are not going to get through it. And many people are going to be out of work. Um, and probably the good side, I would say, the businesses that have performed well during this crisis will go on and become a better business. You know, and, and just to give you an example, when, when the peak of this crisis hit, we dropped about 30% turnover, for about a million pound a week turnover, and that dropped by about 30%. And, and I think last week's takings, uh, we'd actually gone up from this time last year. So, you know, for certain businesses that, are, that, are, that know how to operate and are prepared to put themselves out and are prepared, prepared to give people value for money out there, I think we'll actually going to turn into better businesses. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the weaker ones are, are going to go by the wayside. So by definition, that, you know, because there'll be a smaller pool for uh, customers to actually pick from, that does actually mean that those that survive will actually be able to, to become stronger. You know, it's almost the, the, the Darwin theory. Yeah, look, uh, exactly. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, when, when bad things happen out there, you know, some good always comes out of it. And I, and I just believe that, as I said, the companies and people that have, have operated and worked their way through it and performed correctly, I actually think they're going to be a, a bigger and busier company. And, you know, we, we don't necessarily intend to be cutting back. We're looking to expand and, and going by, you know, last week, the fact that we're already beating last year, um, you know, for that particular week is just incredible. And I think our workforce now, we're probably back to about 70% workforce back um but but you know unfortunately there will be certain office jobs that um we won't be able to continue with you know it, i think i think you know you like to keep people busy you like to keep them in work but i just feel you know things have changed so much and it makes you realize that you know you, you've got a better choice now who you pick uh, i mean there was one i can't think of his name famous uh car sort of manufacturer and he used to always say that if you get rid of your worst 10% every year, you know, then your business will, will grow and, 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 and expand and get better. And, and when I think of that these days, I think that's what's going to happen now. You know, we're going to, you know, offset the people that haven't really, you know, squared up enough, haven't pulled their way or haven't shown the keenness to want to go to work. And I think many, many businesses are going to do that. So, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be very, very fortunate to still have a job after this. Uh, but I'll go back to it. But I think certain businesses are going to grow, they're going to expand and, um, you know, get more of the market share, I have to be honest. And that's certainly their intention. Um, quite a lot of people have been saying as well that there's more of a community feel now. And, uh, you know, consumers, uh, customers are going to be looking at actually what the company does in their sort of social giving and how they've uh, looked after their staff, etc. Um, yeah, you're a big proponent uh, for that. So, uh, you know, what are you currently doing? And do you think you're actually going to sort of inc actually increase uh, what you do as opposed to decrease? Um, yeah, we're going to certainly increase. I mean, you know, during this crisis, we, we laid on um, free food for all our staff uh, and then self-employed people. 
all food, uh, drinks, hot and cold drinks. Um, we laid on parking for them. We gave them a 20 pound a day bonus. Um, so, you know, I've always been one that you've got to incentivize people um, to come to work and not penalize them. And, um, you know, I, I believe that we, we, we can't continue doing all of, of the things that we've done, but we will certainly make wanting to come to work, we're going to make it, you know, we've got big offices so we can social distance people um, and follow all the guidelines. I've got a health and safety guy um, that works full time in the office and, you know, he's going around putting signs up, he's marsh, sanitizer. We, we, we want to make sure that people come to work and they're in a safe environment. Um, and, and I think if you're looking after your staff, then um, they're going to look after you, basically. What about sort of the, the wider uh, sort of giving? I know that in the past, uh, you personally, I think Pimlico as a company has been involved in the Prince's Trust and stuff. I know you're not doing it at the moment, but, you know, is that sort of charitable giving, both in time and possibly money, um, something that you think that, you know, companies uh, should actually be doing as well? Yeah, well, I've always been a great believer of that, that, that you know, if you can put something back and help a lot of people, then... Yeah, I don't think nothing's going to change on that from the company's point of view. Um, you know, another thing I, I didn't mention was that we also got involved with delivering food for, to the NHS staff. Um, there were certain restaurants that were supplying food for free, and, and we had some drivers doing that. Um, yeah, look, that, that's not going to change. I think it's very, very important that, you know, you put something back. I think it's very important that in, in your local sort of community that people are aware that, you know, you're not all, you know, Business ain't all about money all the time, you know. I mean, yes, it's great to run a great business, and yes, you need to make a profit, but, you know, it's not be all and end all. And, and, and I feel, that, you know, just the fact that, you know, we've got a lot of people work for us and they rely on us, and, and, and you know, they've, they've got a pretty much safe job here, some of the people that have been with me for many years. And I think that's very rewarding. And, you know, my biggest thing is, uh, I have to say, is apprentices coming through. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a joy to see it. And it ain't about money. I mean, apprentices cost you money. You know, it ain't about money at all. It's knowing that that person's got a great start, you know, in their working career. And, and you know, they, they, they will just go on to better things. And, you know, I'm pleased that I can offer that back. That opportunity was given to me. And, you know, I've given that to thousands of people. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I can do that. And, and, you know, it only takes a little, little bit of help sometimes to, to set people up on the right direction. But we won't change as a company on apprentices and we won't change on um, a charity situation. We still need to be involved in, in them type of things. Excellent. And I think finally, Charlie, uh, talking about succession planning, um, you know, your son's now uh, taking over some of the reins. Um, is this part of a, a, a sort of a, a long handover so you can retire and uh, <laughs> let your son take over? I knew where this was leading. Um, no, not at all. I mean, it, it's really about that, you know, he, he's been with a company now probably about 30 years and, um, you know, he's, he's great at doing what he's doing. And um, my, 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 he's more on the day-to-day -day thing. Um, my, my side of things is still The Apprentice. Uh, still um, the, the build, getting the building how we want it uh, and still going forward so it's not about um, a takeover or, or anything hopefully not you know um, you know but, but I, I think it just goes to show that 
the, you know, the longer you're at any business, the longer you're involved, the better the business becomes. And, you know, he's, he's sort of the ideal man um, for doing the job I used to do kind of thing, you know. Um, sure, I think you slow down a bit, but, you know, I'm still involved sort of most days and, um, you know, throughout this sort of uh, epidemic, you know, I've, I've been coming in and I think you've got to leave from the front. Um, but it's, it's just nice that you can sort of delegate and, and, and rely on other people, not just my son, I have other members of the family here. I have other people that work for us for over 30 years. So, you know, from a, from a business point of view, um, even though this is the most difficult times I've ever, ever known in my lifetime, as far as business goes, it just goes to show that you can get through it and you can, can come out the better end. And, and I believe that, you know, we will continue to grow as a business because of the type of people we have working for us and also because of the quality of service that we're prepared to offer people. And people are so, so appreciative now, more appreciative than, than, than ever um, of giving them a good service. And I also think more and more people appreciate that they have a job. And you said something about atmospheres and, and you know, the environment and that, you know, I can honestly say that, you know, since this um, virus has been there, I've actually, we've all noticed that people in the office are a lot more grateful and a lot more happier to be at work and a lot more, um, you know, thoughtful to other people, you know. So it's been a big changing factor. And I do believe from a business point of view, the business that survived, as I said before, will go on to be much better businesses than what they were. Excellent. Well, thank you for that insight, Charlie. Um, and uh, I'd just like to say thank you for, uh, for joining us today. Hopefully our readers can, or listeners can, uh, can get some great information from that and uh, survive and thrive uh, the virus and come back in 2021 even stronger. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, it all sounds good. And, and sorry, Richard, I just jumped in there, but I would say to anybody that, that, you know, your business may have shut down for a while through this and, you know, you're going to get back and start up again and, all I can say is just work your way through it. And, and, and I believe that if you do that, you will get there and you can pull your business back on track again. But it's all about working your way through it. Working with leading experts who know all about the business you run because your business matters.